Hey, hey, Michigan Maniacs. This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. This is the reaction episode of Michigan Rutgers. That's right, guys. Uh, We're finally getting back into some reaction episodes, some basketball updates, thank God. Um, Just a little bit of everything today. We'll even throw in some football towards the end. Uh, So let's get into this. I know it's been a while since you've seen me on YouTube. I'm sure you guys have missed me. Obviously, because the numbers uh, don't lie. Uh, so before we get into any of this, let's obviously do the housekeeping like normal. Uh, guys, I'm on all social media. Even though I hate, I hate Twitter. I just hate it. I just, there's nothing about Twitter I like. I try to get on there. And my personality is not built for Twitter. I am too cancel. I'm too... My comedy or my way of doing things sets me up to be canceled pretty easily. So Twitter scares the hell out of me. I really don't like to do it, but I do it for you guys, and I'm going to do more of it. So Twitter, Instagram, Facebook fan page, uh, and YouTube, obviously, and Apple Podcasts. All these wonderful things you can find me at. Uh, Spotify as well. We've been Our numbers have been creeping up in Spotify. Uh, not Joe Rogan type, but we're getting there. <laughs> we're, we're getting there uh, in about another million years. So anyways, let's get down to this. Oh, if you guys want, go to Apple Podcasts, rate and review. I've noticed that some of you guys have been rating. None of you guys have been reviewing. And I want to give you a free uh, sticker. So this bad boy, bow, right here. I want to give it to you for free. That's all I want to do. But I love the rate. I love the I love the rating. It's great. Uh, the five star rating is fantastic. Um, but if you want the sticker, you got to review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, hit me up on the DM. Let me know that you guys have done that, and I leave me in. I don't care fake name, whatever PO box. I don't really care what it is, and I'll send you a couple stickers. Just plain and simple. That's what I do. So, let's get into this, right? So, I'm not going to go into the uh, Rutgers game yet because I wasn't able to do a Wisconsin reaction episode. And holy moly, I know there's no real hot takes I can give you. There's no real more insight I can give because everybody's done it up. But, I mean, how are we not impressed with what... Uh, Jawan Howard is done, and that whole coaching staff is done with a 23-day layoff. 20, just not touching anything. You can't go out on the court. You can't do what the Wagners did and uh, the shutdown and rent an apartment and run around and practice your your ball handling skills. You can't do any of that. You, you couldn't. You, you know what I mean? Like you could do it, I guess. But come on, 23 days off, not getting on the court, not doing anything. And the stuff that Juwan Howard did to keep this team together, keep them focused, keep them ready to play, was phenomenal. I mean, now, granted, uh, in that first half against Wisconsin, yeah, we didn't look great. Uh, we looked rusty, obviously. Uh, what uh, Livers looked great, looked wonderful. Brooks struggled. Um, Wagner looked scared at first, didn't look really rusty. Second half, though, Livers killing it. Just just absolutely killing it. Um, and as we all know, right, um, that was Livers' third straight game with 20, 20 or more points in a game. 
uh, just really cementing his job as the leader against a team that is so hateable. Like, I'm an exotic white, so I can say this. Wisconsin has the most hateable white-looking dudes I have ever seen in my life, which is led by the guy, Brad Davidson, I think his name, or just, I call him Davidson, as I scream at the top of my lungs with every dirty, cheap trick that that little honky does, irritates the freaking hell out of me, okay? He and Potter and Reavers kind of look like the Broadway version of Back to the Future if it was Biff and his little thugs, right? Like, for all you youngers, go and look, go watch Back to the Future Fantastic movie. But Biff being Brad Davidson and then Potter and Reavers being his two thugs, two dorks. I mean, you can't get more 1950s white bully than those three white dudes. Like, they are so annoying because they, I can't, I can't stand Davidson. He's such a dirty player. And I know, sure, the, the move and the elbow to to our guy's face was <laughs> just, it, it was ridiculous. Like, of course, it was a basketball play. I get it. I'm not one for a sissy, for sissy playing in basketball. I'm a big time, you know, physical, hit him and let's do this type stuff. So, yes, that was... That was a basketball play, but anything that kid does to me looks dirty. I just don't. He's so annoyable. He's so annoying. He has the most punchable face I have ever seen out of anybody in college basketball. I mean, please post in this on YouTube here in the comment section who has a more punchable face in college basketball ever. Davidson has the most punchable face. Like, you. You just, you hate him. You just hate him. I, 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 uh, there's nothing good I can say about him. The poor man's Biff is, he's the worst. So, but still, what we were able to do, now I got some notes, right? I, obviously, blah, blah, blah. Um, some impressive stuff. I mean, this was the first one in Wisconsin since 2014 for Michigan. Uh, this is the first time in 10 tries that, any team in the Big Ten has swept or beat Wisconsin in that second game. Wisconsin usually comes back and plays very well in that revenge game or the, the sweep game. Um, amazing. I mean, in the second half, we we beat that. We outscored them 40-20. to 20. In the second half, 40-20. to 20. We shut them down. I mean, to hear the stories of... Uh, Juwan Howard going into the going into the, the the locker room and and just being like clapping his hands, being that's it, we got him right where we want him. <laughs> Dude, this is a coach in a this is the perfect example of what a coach when a coach and a team and a coaching staff all meld together perfectly. It's it and it reminds me so much of that Michigan football team in 2016, which happened to be. Harbaugh's second year, right? So obviously we're going to wish more luck on Juwan going forward than any than anything that Harbaugh's had to deal with because we want this wonderfulness to continue. I mean, I'm just so happy watching this team play. I mean, I'll be honest. When they got off of a 
day delay playing basketball and, and even practicing. I, I remarked to one of my buddies, I was like, hey, if we only lose by 10 to 15 points, that's a win for us. That's an absolute win for us because who can be off for 23 days and then come back and at least not get completely blown out? You know, because you would expect that. I mean, 23 days off, we all know it affects big men the most, but still, the timing, your your shot, your endurance, all of that. I mean, the overall flow of what Michigan was doing was now disrupted for almost a month. I mean, literally almost a month. So to have them come out and play the way they did against Wisconsin was in the second half was just so it was great. And you're right after after Dave, after Biff Davidson hit our dude in the face. And you're just like, okay, we're going to win this game. I mean, I didn't say that. I was like, I don't know. I was pissed. But my buddy was like, no, Michigan looks like they're playing differently, dude. Uh, they look like they looks like they're pissed, and they gotta and they have their focus back. And I was like, damn, I should be paying attention to that. <laughs> I should have seen that. But you know, what are you gonna do? You're at work. You know, you try and do what you can. Um. I, here's some things that I don't understand now. Um, obviously, we missed 23 days, so that means we missed about four to five games. And obviously, we're not going to make them all up. I love the word obviously, as you obviously can tell. Um, so we're not going to make them all up. That means we'd be playing 11 games out of 22 days. Not going to happen, right? But obviously, jeez, oh, I need a, I need to get a, a vocabulary thesaurus, a th- th- thesaurus. Uh, what we need to what what's going to happen is that there's going to be two games I would guess Michigan State and Illinois that are going to be made up, um, only because Michigan State obviously is our obviously is our rival. I can't get over it now. Now that I know as I say it, I can't stop saying the stupid word. Uh, Michigan State's our rival, uh, so they're going to try and get both of those games in. Illinois. The only other team other than Ohio State that can uh, potentially win the Big Ten, I guess you could say. Uh, and also, Illinois is, some of their, their fan base, they might be mentally challenged. I, I think with all the stress that has happened in Chicago and just Illinois as a whole, right? Uh, covid uh, the riots, all this stuff is kind of snapped their brain because they're making comments like uh, some dude's shot that I couldn't even remember his name from last year has destroyed Michigan is, has never recovered from that shot. I'm sorry. We're third in the nation. Uh, we probably wouldn't even think we wouldn't even remember or even pay attention to Illinois if they weren't like second. In the Big Ten, why do we care about Illinois? Illinois is just one of those annoying teams. That's good because they have two amazing players, right? Two amazing players, and they're trying to make noise for themselves. And the one team that they can actually kind of pick at is Michigan because they haven't played us yet. They beat us from last year, and they're just trying to get some rep. They're just trying to get just whatever national acclaim they can get or rile up a fan base or get some... Twitter buzz, I don't know, but just go back and look at some of the stuff. We're ducking, oh, we're ducking Illinois. We're ducking Illinois. 
Are you nuts? Why, what, what top-notch college program that is looking to play for a national title is going to duck Illinois? You lost to Rutgers, dude. Like, what are we doing? Why are we so worried? There's no way Michigan is ducking Illinois. I mean, Kofi Coburn, sure, I could go off. But this isn't John Teske down below who's scared to death of him. You know, we got Hunter Dickinson. And if you did not see how Hunter Dickinson did not allow either one of Reavers or Potter to get a freaking rebound in the whole game, the whole game, I think he's going to do pretty good against Kofi Coburn. It's not like Kofi Coburn is the most dynamic center you've ever seen in your life. It's not like he's baby Shaq where he just grabs the ball and you just know the rim's coming down when he moves. It, it's not. He he plays thug ball. Like, I, 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 played with, I played against a million Kofi Coburns in my high school life in the ghettos of Denver, Colorado. I have. That's where I, that we grew up playing in Denver Public Schools, and that's what we played against. We played against just, we. it was street ball. We we grew up playing street ball. That's just how we, I see street ball players when I see street ball players. This is how it goes. Well, that's how you do it. And Kofi Coburn is a street ball player. Talented. Absolutely talented. I'm not going to give him that. Big, big, massive dude. Got it. 100%. That's a street ball player. Street ball player. Okay? And when street ball players play League players, there's a big difference, big difference, and I think Hunter Dickinson is going to have a. It's going to struggle because he's given up. Like there's some mass to Kofi Coburn. That's a grown man down there, right? But Hunter Dickinson, he's not some. He's not some Teske. You know what I mean? Teske, Teske was scared to death. Teske would have given him all the money in his wallet if he would just ask for it. Like, that's how the fear in Teske's eyes, It's it was ridiculous last year. It was pissing me off to no end. Um, so anyways, getting back to that, uh, we're not ducking anybody. So I can't wait. I hope to God they put Illinois on, on the on the makeup list. I do. I, I hope we at least play them. I would love to see, I would love to play Michigan State twice because they are straight garbage. Which scares me to a certain extent, too, because we all see how we play in football when Michigan State's garbage. We go 3-3 three and three with them. So I don't think with this basketball team, though, this basketball team is so focused, and they're so well coached, and their culture is just at that mwah, perfect perfect prime you know what I mean? They're just they're, it's just it's just moving together so well. It's just beautiful. I, I can't see them uh, faltering. I just can't. And I mean, we're going to see it coming up on Sunday. We're going to see it coming up Sunday. We saw it tonight against Rutgers, which we're going to get into pretty soon. Um, but it's just, they're, they're great. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't panic when it was 14, when they were down by 14 to Wisconsin, going down 12, going to the half. They didn't panic. They just came out, did what they do. And they, and we won. And tonight too, with uh, well, before I get into that, is there any is there any doubt that uh, Jawan Howard is coach of the year at this point? I mean, most people had Michigan uh, bottom. So it, if my English friend was talking, he'd be like uh, mid table of the Big Ten. So that means uh, below five 
to 10. That's mid-table since we have 14 teams. It's about mid-table. Everyone picked us to be mid-table of the Big Ten. And we're, so far, clear-cut best team in the Big Ten. Now, granted, we have four, what, our next five games? Five or six games, right, left? Are, we only have one home game. That's it. After that, it's uh, at, at East Lansing, at Iowa, at uh, Columbus, at, um, there was a one other team. Oh, well, forget it. Oh, in the, oh, we play Indiana at home, I think. Anyways, whatever. Who cares? So, anyways, let's get back to this. Um, I, well, he should be. I mean, no one picked. We weren't even ranked to begin the season in the top 25. We weren't even ranked. We were mid-table in the Big Ten. And yet, we're third in the nation. We're number one in the Big Ten. Uh, right now, uh, the, the, what is it, the, uh, the tournament committee has picked us to be a number one seed. So tell me, how is Juwan Howard not the coach of the year? And uh, you could throw out whatever the coach is at uh, Gonzaga or whatever the coach is at Baylor. But those guys, I would assume, I didn't know because I could care less about either one of those teams, but I would assume those two teams were picked to be at least in the top five at the beginning of the season. So if you're picked to be at the top five at the beginning of the season, and you just are in the top five, I don't know how you should get credit. That tells me that, oh, well, good for you. You were in the top five. Good for you. That's exactly what you did. You maintained. Yippee hooray. Fantastic. That is freaking awesome. Great to hear it. Um, Still not coach of the year worthy. It's just not. So, um, I mean, also, too, in the COVID era, like in the, well, era, the COVID season, and also having a 23-day layoff, you can't make a better case for this guy. Jawan Howard's the best. Um, we talked about Dixonson's amazing rebounds. I mean, check out that the the sealer, right? The like the co- the nail in the coffin, where I mean, basically Dickinson goes down low, stretches all the way back, gets it, and then passes it right out to Livers for the three. Perfect. Just, I mean, it's lovely. Um, now let's get into this game against Rutgers. I mean, pretty simple, right? It was fantastic to watch. I mean, it was close to about middle of the first half, right? And then towards the end of the second half. But, I mean, towards, like, right at the half part, you're just like, okay, Michigan's got this. They're heating up. They're passing it. They're looking good, which was kind of crazy because you would expect Livers to stay on this 20, at least I was. I didn't think Livers... Uh, was going to struggle with scoring 20 points until we got to Ohio State, which is Sunday. Uh, I thought it was a bet in the bag. But uh, Rutgers, I mean, listen, Rutgers is one of those teams, basketball-wise, if you don't come ready to play, they're going to beat you. I mean, they have the talent to do it, right? They just do. They have the talent to do it. I mean, some of the guys really impressed me tonight, uh, but... Uh, we're not here to talk about Rutgers, so who cares? Anyways, if you're not ready for them, they can beat you. But what I did love was Livers falters, only scores seven points tonight. But Wagner, who looked bad in the in the game against Wisconsin, well, you know, he still scored 14 against Wisconsin, but still, first half, he did not look good. Scared to hit anything, just scared. He didn't look good. 
But still, I mean, defensively, offensively tonight, scored 20 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists. He was 3 for 4 out of 3-point land. Not bad. That's exactly what you need from uh, Wagner. I mean, if you could get that from Wagner and Livers, oh my god. Oh my, and then just let Dickinson kind of get in to fit in wherever he can, get them rebounds. If, if Dickinson can get a double-double, like a 10, 10 points, 12 rebounds or 15 rebounds like he did against Wisconsin, uh, and then you can get Livers and Wagner getting around that 15 to 20-point mark for both of them, Jesus, we're, we're going to be unstoppable. Hell, even if you just get one of them to go off, it's shown that we're we're pretty unbeatable. That defense, give you an idea. I mean, I mean, we've all saw it tonight. So Michigan went on like a six-minute and 30-second, maybe a little bit more, 30-second drought. They had a 17-point lead when it happened. It only went down to 12. <laughs> That's how good this defense is. It's crazy. They are so long. They are so smart. They play such good defense. That, and that's what keeps you in, right? Defense travels, as they say. So when you get into a tournament, yeah, your offense may go through some ups and downs based off the fact that you're playing defenses in like a day after day or a one or two day break or whatever. So your offense may struggle a little bit. But defense travels. So if you can slow down a team, perfect, and this defense travels. It was fantastic. I mean, uh, Smith, 12 points, one rebound, one assist. Okay, you expect more assists uh, out of your point guard, but still, 12, 12 points. The guy still got smacked in the face for... <laughs> got smacked in the face, and you could see it in, like, what the F just happened. I mean, give me a break. Livers, seven points. Dickinson, uh, only two points, a bucket away from a double-double again. Ten points, eight rebounds. Um, st but his defense is so strong. His defense is just so strong. Great passing center. Fantastic. I love watching this guy play basketball. Um, oh, before before we get into some football stuff, Brown, uh, Chandy Brown, Scoring a one point last week or last game against Wisconsin, getting his a thousand, getting his thousand points in in his college career, which is phenomenal. Uh, but and then they showed it during the game. So to hear what uh, Jawan Howard said to him about how proud he was and what kind of a leader he is, and that's a coach. That's that's the stuff that you just you look at Jawan and you're just like, oh my god. This dude is it for us. Like, he's just such... I, no wonder. No wonder they trust him. No wonder they love this guy. I just, he's he's fantastic. He really is fantastic. It's it's really just a pleasure to watch Matt, uh, Michigan basketball right now. It's a, it, it heals the heart from Michigan football. Um, also, with what Brown said, I, I was talking to a Michigan friend of mine today. And he was reading something, and I, I want to say it was Bleacher Report. But he said in the first or second meeting that that um, Howard had with Brown about joining the team, he was like, hey, listen, we have a pretty good core right here. You might not make the starting five. Um, I hope you're okay with that. I mean, if not, you know, whatever. You're just having a normal conversation and about, you know, what the expectations are when you come to Michigan. 
And Brown was like, listen, I will do, and I'm paraphrasing, I will do whatever it takes to fit in, to get in, to win. I mean, so many times he's lost at, at Wake Forest, didn't know what a tournament felt like, didn't know whatever, but he would do whatever it takes to win. T- kind of tells you who the kid is. I mean, you look at his defense. He's one of the best six men in the nation, in my opinion. I love it when he comes in. I love how he plays that up-front defense right in your face, let's get it done, try and get past me type thing. Love that. Um just a, a heaven sent, right? Just a 100 heaven sent. Mike Smith, him, are just perfect, just perfect additions to this team. And I know I, I've gushed over these two before in numerous updates, but I, I'm going to continue. I love it. Um, okay, now I've got all that. So let's get into um, some football stuff. Obviously, we all know uh, Milton, Joe Milton, has entered. The transfer portal, which ends the short but illustrious career of the Joe Milton experience at Michigan. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. I've seen some other podcasts and things that, that say it's alarming that Michigan, that well, not Michigan, but Jim Harbaugh has not had very good experience with his quarterback staying, right? Or, or basically they all... I think some like six quarterbacks has transferred out. That's a good point, I guess. You know, I mean, the one, the one time he actually was really good was with Ruddick when he actually had his hands on the guy, and so I think it's good that that he's gone back to coaching the quarterback, so you can actually see some real growth, because that just shows. I think that's the bigger slight on Ben McDaniel's, showing that he really doesn't know how to coach quarterbacks at all, but also. Uh, to be to be honest with you, wh- why do we care? Who cares if they transferred out? I'm going to read off a list and uh, tell me if if they've been burning up the scene since they left Michigan. Because that's the only reason why I would care is if a, if somebody would leave and then all of a sudden they're a Heisman hopeful like uh, Joe Burrow for Ohio State goes to LSU, uh, wins the national title, wins the Heisman. That's when I'd be like, oh, sh- what did we do? You know, but let's just read off some names. Gentry. <laughs> yeah, we all remember that that uh, privileged son of a bee, right? Um, didn't appreciate being turned into a tight end, but yet is still in the NFL as a tight end with the, with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Maybe, maybe Jim Harbaugh knew what he was talking about when he changed him to a tight end. Okay, boom. Obviously worked out for Gentry. That was 2015. 2015 again, Malzone. You know where he transferred? I'll give you five bucks. Well, that's not. Probably give you more. This, I didn't even know where this guy transferred to. Where did Alex Manzone, Malzone transfer to? No one in their mother knows. Not even his mother knew. He was in witness protection. You know where he went? Miami of Ohio. He went to Miami of Ohio. Do you think Miami of Ohio winning Heisman's going to playoff games? Any of that baloney? No. Alex Manzone, also a bust. So maybe you can blame it on recruiting at this point. Fine. I'll, I'm more down with saying uh, Harbaugh missed on some recruiting. Sure. But I'm not going to say that uh, that these guys transferring out was said. Oh, my God. You heard us. Oh, oh, my goodness. You left. Now, listen, I wish all Michigan players 
all the luck in the world when they transfer. I really do. You played for the maize and blue. You're part of the family. But I can also criticize. I criticize my family all the time. They criticize me. Hey, we're Italian. That's what happens. So I'm not going to change my mind now for Michigan. Um, Peters, Brandon Peters, my one of my favorites. I love Brandon Peters. I thought he got a raw deal, to be quite honest with you. Everybody forgets that he was hurt. He got hurt against Wisconsin and couldn't play against Ohio State. And then was coming back against South Carolina. And it wasn't his fault that the defense gave up 19 straight points to Carolina so we could lose that game, right? Um, also, throughout that whole season when he came in for the putrid John O'Corn, the putrid John O'Corn, that he played great. Go back and look. What he was supposed to do, he did. That was a mainly, that was a, a run first that was a run-first offense, and he made big plays when he needed to. So Brandon Peters I, was one of my favorites. He transferred to Illinois. He started two years in a row. Nothing great, but, I mean, he went to Illinois. He didn't have much around him. So I, I would wonder what he would do if he actually had some talent around him. Um, okay, still, you can't say, oh, wow, that came back to bite us in the butt. McCaffrey, fragile. Mr. Glass, 100% Mr. Glass, hurt. Love him. I love his talent. But if he got so nervous that he couldn't beat out Joe Milton and what Joe Milton did, I'm sorry, maybe Joe Milton can be and will be the second coming, just like I hoped he would have after, after McCaffrey left. I, he has all the tools to do it, but on the field, he overthrows everybody, tries to throw the ball through him, and he can't make any progressions past his first wide receiver. So I don't know why we're worried about that one either. But Dylan McCaffrey wanted to go back home to be with his father, who is coaching a college football team. Can you blame him? I don't. You want to you be coached by your dad? <laughs> God bless you. I wish you all the luck in the world. Add a few more pounds and maybe learn how to slide so this way you actually have a college football career. Okay. Maybe that one comes back to bite us in the butt. Maybe. But he's going to Northern Colorado. No national titles we have to worry about on that end, so not going to bite us in the ass. Okay, Joe Milton leaving. Who knows where he's going to go? I want to guess he's going to go somewhere in Florida. That's going to be my guess. Iowa, Florida State's in desperate of a quarterback. And Florida State's... Uh, used to shitty quarterback play in the last couple of years. So perfect, perfect match if you ask me. Now with now listen, I wish Joe Milton all the luck in the world. I really do. But don't tell me he was a world beater because he wasn't. Just wasn't. Oh, and then you're going to say Spate. Well, well, look at Spate. Well, yeah. Uh, Wilton Spate came in 2016, transferred in, won the starting job. Uh, we went, what, undefeated in 2016 until the Iowa game? And that's, oh, happens to be when he got a separated shoulder, I want to say, on his throwing arm. Oh, golly, jeepers. Wow, you you separate your shoulder on your throwing on your throwing side, and then you still come back and play against Ohio State, and we won that game. We won that game. Not, I'm not, we won that game, we got screwed, whatever, blah, freak out, I don't care. We won the game. But still. Had a great 2016. If it wasn't for injury, we would have beat Ohio State. Well, probably not because those refs were way in love. They were balls deep in Urban Meyer, or Urban Meyer was balls deep in them. Whatever you want to say. Um, uh, 
But then 2017 comes wrong, one of the worst offensive lines we've ever had in Michigan history, and they block so poorly, Purdue breaks his back. Breaks his back. Okay, so he breaks his back. Peters is gets, well, O'Corn stunk out the joint, and then Peters finished up. And then 2018, we get Shea Patterson. So do you think Spate's going to beat out Shea Patterson? Not with everything that it seemed like. Uh, Harbaugh sold his soul to get Shea Patterson, so there's no way Spate was going to have a choice. So Spate transferred. And did he burn up the world? Did did the UCLA Bruins win the Pac-12 championship? No. So all these players who transferred, who cares? Who, they transferred and did nothing there. So what, would we rather have them here and have them do nothing here? If they did nothing in lesser colleges, what makes you think they were going to burn it up here at Michigan? That's all I'm saying. I just, Maybe Brandon Peters. You can make the argument for Brandon Peters, and I'm willing to listen to that argument because I like Brandon Peters. I liked his intangibles. I liked the way he threw the ball. I liked Brandon Peters. But outside of that, there's no one you, you can tell me that I'm going to think that, that, that we got the raw deal in any of this. So I don't want to hear, yeah, so maybe he's not the quarterback whisperer. But guess what? He wasn't really coaching the quarterbacks. He was doing more of the CEO thing after 2016. Because that's when Jed Fish left. And I would assume Jed Fish was part of the quarterback thing. And then that's when Ben McDaniels took over in 2017, 2018, 2019. It's all Ben McDaniels. So Ben McDaniels sucked. So let's see. Well, okay, this year. This is Harbaugh's quarterback room right now. So let's see what Cade, Cade McNamara, and the well, the Mickey D's group, right? The Mickey D bros. McNamara and McCarthy. Let's see what those guys do. And let's see what the, uh, you know, the slick Italian brother, the Italian stallion Valare does uh, in, in uh, you know, third, third wheel duty. Uh, let's just see what happens. If they show no growth, then okay. I'm willing to say Harbaugh is not the quarterback whisperer. And I am not a Harbaugh, not a Harbaugh fan right now. I'm literally very irritated with the man. I want to be on board with him. I want to love him. But, I mean, facts are facts. And I'm not going to disparage the man for something he didn't have hands in. So let's just see what happens, right? So that's it, guys. I, I hope you liked this episode. Uh, like and review. Get down in the comments. Say some stuff. Tell me if I was funny. Tell me if I wasn't. Whatever. I don't care. Uh, well, I do care in a certain way. But remember, you guys say anything dumb. Um, I'm not going to respond to you. I'm going to write it down, and then I'm going to respond on the show, and I'll make fun of you and keep making fun of you. And even if you keep responding, I will never respond to you personally. So it's going to hurt your feelings, and I'm going to be even more. The more you respond and say more dumb things, I'm going to continue to get more vicious. Like it or not, that's just how I do. So, guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great. And also, just want you to know, you say great stuff, we're going to get along. We're going to talk. We're going to have a great time. Ask any of the other Michigan Wolverine Maniac fans. Michigan Wolverine Maniacs. That was actually like the original title of this podcast. Can you imagine? But ask any other Maniac uh, podcast fans. Uh, we get along. You say some good stuff. And I, I don't care about opposing viewpoints either. If it's a really well thought out viewpoint... Unless it's like, you guys suck, and uh, we're Michigan State, and bleh, we're, we like to bone our sisters, and we like to punch our mom in the face, and you guys suck, because you're three and three, because we suck, and then that means you suck. 
all that, it's just, it's going to be baloney. But if you actually have some real, well-thought-out arguments or points of view, I welcome those. I really do. I welcome them. So, let's see it. Um, but anyways, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.